This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. On today's episode, it's going to be uh, really different. I was a, a guest recently on Hot Shot Secrets Facebook Live, and they wanted to ask me some questions about the podcast, you guys, the content that we generate. So it's a different uh, different sort of take than uh, what we normally discuss on the podcast. It was really fun to be on. I appreciate them inviting me to chat with them. And we're going to feature the whole live event that they had. So the guys are going to be chatting about their products, different things they're working on. So um, anytime Hot Shots Secret has been on the podcast, it's always been a really popular episode because regardless of whether we have a Cummins, Duramax, or Power Stroke, we all need to make sure our fuel has lubricity that uh, that helps the fuel systems live. Um, there's so many different products that they have to be able to help any of the big three engines uh, be able to run as well as they can, get better fuel economy. And so um, it's going to be a really interesting chat that we know you guys are going to enjoy. We also want to encourage you, if, you're, if you've never run fuel additives or you're looking at different oils um, or different things, make sure and go to hotshotsecret.com. Check out what they have. They have a lot of specials going on right now as well to be able to save some money. All right, let's get to the live event that I recently did with Hotshot Secrets, where I'm chatting more about the podcast, myself, um, the audience, content that we generate, and uh, everything that we do here at the Diesel Podcast. We'll record a lot of video when we're out at events of the races, you know, the trucks going up and down the track and everything. But, you know, in the past couple of years, we've kind of focused to what we used to consider, you know, B-roll and stuff. But it's like, no, the real, the real nitty-gritty stuff is uh, kind of, behind the scenes and after the events and um, listening to guys like Johnny Gilbert talk to LaVon Miller about how they tune differently on two different things. And I just sit there in awe, like, oh, my gosh, just listen to these guys. So you're right. Bringing that to the everyday guy on his couch on YouTube, that's pretty cool, man. That's, that's, That's a cool way to do it. Well, people want authenticity. They want they want what's real, and those conversations are real. Or, you know, I'd hear how somebody almost lost their business and how they had to rebuild it and restructure it, and how they fought through that. And I thought this is an amazing story. I bet a lot of people would love to hear. So, you know, from that point, it just kind of took on a um, you know life of its own and just you know grew faster than we thought it would. But it's definitely been a blast being able to share these stories. You start Diesel Podcast. We started in January 2016, and admittedly, when you know we were talking about the idea, my first question was, "What is a podcast?" I didn't know what they were, and you know, we started, you know, not even knowing what we're doing, how to produce them, how to get people on, how to record stuff, and it was a really fun learning experience. So we're coming up on year seven. Wow, wow, and you've grown tremendously, and uh, I, 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 you. Do you know your follower count? I think I was looking at it before and I forgot to write it down, but I know it's a big number now. Yeah, I think I was looking the other day, and since we released the first one and we're over 450 episodes, it's been almost 9 million people have listened. That's um, since crazy. The start till now. So 450 it's, it's been episodes. Overwhelming. 9 million. Wow. Yeah, that's impressive. And uh, we're sponsors of the program. You, you, you pretty much have every major diesel, anything. That supports the program. I, I I love your sponsor wall that you basically have. It's a it's a who's who of the diesel industry, and I think that's a testament to, uh, you know what you what you bring to the industry, and you're 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 an important part of the industry. You're, um, and I wouldn't say how do I put it best. You provide the platform for it. Uh, that's why I love going on your show because you're a great interviewer. <laughs> you're you you get to. You get me to talk about stuff that like not everybody asks me, and I think it's because uh, it's very organic, and we have a good conversation. And I think that's why people love watching your stuff. They like vicariously is like that's what I would love to ask the guy, and you're really good at doing that. And um, and the industry has has backed you on that, and that's why I think your sponsor wall is like this big, you know. So uh, kudos for you for all that growth. 
I definitely appreciate it. Like my background is not in interviewing people at all. It's not in media. I just look at it every time. Like, okay, if I'm an enthusiast, I'm going to talk with Kyle from Hot Shots today. What would I want to know about fuel additives? What would I want to know about oil? And really just being able to ask questions I think truck owners want to know. So like our success or the people who listen or how big it's grown, it's really because of the diesel industry. And that's what we take pride in. It's just trying to make sure that enthusiasts out there have a voice. They can hear about topics they're interested in. You know, some of the things we cover, you know, I know are controversial, um, but it's, it's part of, you know, what they're, they're thinking about with their race trucks and different things that are going on in the industry. So we want to have that platform available for them to listen to it. Absolutely. And speaking of Johnny Gilbert, I see he just tuned in. So just mention you, Johnny. <laughs> and uh, so if you were to describe your podcast to, uh, you know, someone else on, there's a billion podcasts out there. Uh, what separates yours from, um, you know, if I'm searching through all these podcasts, why am I going to listen to yours? I'd say there's a few reasons. That's, that's actually a really... That's a really good question. And I think a lot of it comes down to that we're just storytellers. This is what I do full time. Um, You know, I don't do anything else. So I can approach topics and have people on with differing opinions, unpopular opinions. Um, It's really just about telling the story. And I think that's given us creative freedom to cover every aspect of, of diesel. I don't have to just talk about, um, you know, the nice parts or the cool things I can talk about what's going on with, um, inventory, um, what's going on with the RPM act, what's going on with emissions, um, just touch so many different things. And I also think how accessible we make ourselves to the listener where sometimes at night it's 10, 11 midnight, and I'm getting a message from somebody you know, in British Columbia or Florida, and they're saying, Hey, I love your podcast. I love listening to it. Um, could I come on and talk about my truck? It's like, absolutely. I, that's who I want to talk to. Or can you get you know Johnny from stainless diesel and ask him about turbos or Kyle on, I want to know about, uh, you know, how to winterize my diesel, which was a, a recent episode we did. So I think the access and the information and just that it's organic, like we don't script them. Um, you know, I don't have a co-host. It's just me and the guest. And we just have a real conversation about a truck parts, a build, um, sometimes business topics, struggles people have uh, in achieving their goals and their dreams. And I think people hear that and they appreciate it because it's, it's a real conversation. Yeah. Um, as far as that goes, I know you talked a little bit about how you get your content, but what do you do when you can't figure out like what's the next thing to talk about? Or the, is there never that, that problem for you guys? Do you kind of, you know, just start working with your guest that you're trying to interview and figure out something that's going to work for the industry. There's so many messages that we get or YouTube comments that it's, I would probably have to do like become Joe Rogan and maybe, you know, do five a week or 10 a week or something. So I haven't come to the point yet where I haven't had content, but what I try to do because it's the diesel podcast is represent, um, you know, Ford, GM, Ram, talk about each one of those trucks at different year ranges and, just like I mentioned before, there's so almost every individual truck owner or shop owner or company is so unique that there's so many angles to take. So I think it's really our audience that, that drives it and paying attention to them and listening to them about what, uh, what, you know, what their interest is, um, what they're confused about. So luckily I haven't hit that point yet, but I'd attribute that to our audience and their engagement with us and access to being able to give us ideas for episodes. Well, speaking of your audience, I, I I know you have a few different platforms you're on. Um, one of them is the Discord, which was new to me. Yeah. You actually introduced me to it, and I apologize because I need to be on more. You said, you said, Kyle, some people are on here asking questions. <laughs> and I remember I I was at home one day. I was off one day when you messed me that, and I went on Discord. I set up like the account or whatever, and I'm just bang, 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 bang. I I started talking back to people. It was really interactive. It was all your your listeners and fans, I was like, it's great. I, and I don't go on there as much as I can anymore. But <laughs> tell me about the Discord uh, angle, because that was a new application to me, and it seems to be working really well for you to um, further engage with your audience. 
Yeah, I think it was something I was introduced to or told about from you know, people in other industries, whether it's video gaming or other things. It was basically an app you could have on your phone to be able to be a part of a community. You could organize it, um, you know, into different sections. You could have you know, tons of different stuff people could discuss. And I, I just I didn't see that out there. And I thought this would be really cool. So I started to look around and I saw, you know, some ones for Jeeps and, and you know, cars and things like that. I thought this would be cool to bring our fans, the people who listen all the time, uh, people who are really curious about how to build their truck and have us all chat together. So it wasn't just me talking to a guest. It was almost 700 people that, you know, have Cummins, Duramax, Power Stroke trucks. We could all chat with each other, share build tips, talk about how to get better fuel economy. And it's been it's been really cool because it's so easy to access. It's just it's a free download on your phone. It's free to join. There's tons of sections. People are always talking about stuff. So it's been uh, it's been really cool. I, I really enjoy being on there. I probably spend the most time of all of our apps on Discord because those guys keep me busy over there with questions. And there's a ton that come up for you guys at Hot Shots, and I try my best to answer them. Um, but it's a great way for all of us to come together, whether we're sponsors, listeners, myself, the team that we have here. Just one easy place to log into on your phone. Bug me and say, Kyle, you need to log back in. I got questions pending for you. I'll, I'll go in there and, and answer them for you. Mm -hmm. um, so, what did you do before you got into doing the diesel podcast? I know you mentioned you do this full time. Maybe explain a bit about yeah. that. And also, I heard you mention about your team as well. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if I go way back, I wasn't involved in automotive or mechanics or engineering or anything like that. I actually started in construction, like straight out of college, and I did that for a while. And uh, I enjoyed some of the logistics of it and, and you know, figuring things out and, and putting things together. And it was around the time of, um, gosh, 2009 or so or 10. And uh, I realized I wasn't passionate about it. And I thought, you know, if I'm going to do something, I, I really need to enjoy it. And diesel trucks and trucks in general were one of those things. So, um, you know, I got involved working in the aftermarket, you know, in sales and technical stuff. And then just the idea grew even more of, hey, how can I, I want to do, I don't like to say media. I don't like to say that the diesel podcast is a media company, but how can I deliver information? How can I help people? Which is really what drives, I love helping people um, with their truck, with them, learn things about it, learn about their businesses, um, save time. You know, I've had some episodes which are my favorite, where somebody will say, hey, I listened to your podcast with this guest. I've wanted to start my own diesel shop. And, you know, I talked with my wife and I'm going to do it. And I, and I, you know, stop and I think, wow, this conversation inspired somebody to make a change, to make a career, to pursue a dream. And so that's where I realized I was in the right spot. That's where I knew, okay, I had found what, you know, I'm meant to do, which is be able to share stories and inspire people. And you do that very well. I, I, I know uh, we're live right now. Uh, your your podcast is recorded and and played yeah. back, but it's it's still a live live interview. Um, yeah, and and so I think that's also what you know uh, makes it authentic, and it's an authentic conversation with somebody too. So, have you ever been? Straight live? Did you move to the rec the recording for just because you do so many of them and you got to hit at certain times, or how does that work out? We started with recording them just because of the the schedules that our guests would have and when we could do them. Sometimes they're late at night. Sometimes they're on weekends. Um, sometimes I've gotten up at I'm on Mountain Time at four in the morning to have somebody on at six a.m. Eastern, and so I just naturally kind of worked that way. And for the longest time, it was just audio. And then the audience said, hey, we'd love to see video. We want to see the guests. We want to see the trucks. We want to see the turbo or, you know, the product that's being discussed. So we went to video um, in 2021. And, uh, yeah, it's been, you know, the, like this experience is, is totally different because usually I'm the one asking questions and going through it. Um, and, you know, it's like with a live, it's, it's very similar, but it's also different because sometimes there are technical issues, which, you know, we've had on the podcast and internet drops out or something like that, and we can accommodate it. Um, but I just love the, the authenticity, like of the live we're doing to, today or Kyle, when you've been on, you know, you come on, I, there's no script for it. You know, there's just, I'll tell you, hey, I want to talk about oil. And we talk about oil. And I think that creates the absolute best content, the most authentic information that the diesel truck enthusiast really wants to hear and what they'll tune into. Absolutely. Um, do, do you, ha are, are you truly a one man show? 
or is it, do you have no. help with, with supporting this at all? Because I know all Definitely my interaction so. with you, I just know you. Like, yeah. I'm like, how does this man do all this? Especially now up to the, the, the frequency that you're posting. I, I wish I could do it all, but I definitely can't. So, um, gosh, we've got three three people that help us full-time, um, one part-time. And there's so many parts that go into this. Like, I, I do the episodes or I talk with the guests. But, you know, the team takes our audio and video, puts it together, does our graphic design, um, you know, for the website or for social media. Um I get help with scheduling. So to do four episodes a week and to cover the different seasons and the things that are going on, I definitely need help. So this is, even though you know I'm on every episode and, and sort of the face of it, it, it wouldn't exist without the people we have. It, it uh, There's no way I could do this by myself. I could talk to people, but I wouldn't even know how to produce it or do the sound editing and, and the video quality and all that stuff. So they really make this podcast go. It's, I just ask the questions. <laughs> The easy but hard job at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so anything new in the works that you want to tell us about or anything? What's what's going on over there, new and exciting? Really, the biggest thing this year was going to four episodes a week. That, that took a lot. We, we had done two a week for a really long time, but that took a whole team effort um, to be able to do that. And then, as Kyle had mentioned, with Discord. And being able to, you know, get help with that and be able to um, just handle the volume of questions and, and things that we're, that we're doing. So that's been our main focus um, is just, you know, growing it, trying to reach new people. That's, that's a main focus of, of what we're doing is, you know, we know that our, our, our fans from the beginning, you know, we appreciate them. And we know there's a lot of people that are interested in diesel, but how do we reach them? How do I reach them on YouTube? How do I find somebody who doesn't have a diesel truck, but they're interested in it because I want them to have information, find great companies, learn about them. So when they do buy it, it's a, you know, it's a, it's an experience where they don't run into maybe some of the stakes I made when I first bought a diesel truck. So we're really looking at new ways to be able to, you know, expand our audience, find people who are interested in diesel. Maybe they have one and they haven't ever modified it. They haven't ever upgraded it. They haven't thought about what wheels and tires or suspension upgrades am I going to do? How do I reach that person? Because I think as an industry, that's what we need is the continued growth of ownership and people that are passionate. Well, and you just brought out another point that I really want to drive home, which makes the program so great. It is for everybody. It is for your first time or first time diesel owner, all the way up to your heavy season diesel tech. And you've got content for everybody across the board. And we deal with it a lot here at Hot Shots like when we're trying to, we need to even talk about, um, you know, product education and we're trying to train somebody on a product. It's, we don't want to speak down to a very wise seasoned diesel person when we're talking about increasing cetane in their fuel or something. But at the same time, we know we have first-time diesel owners that need that information that don't have it. And it's often like a careful balance of um, yeah. speaking to two audiences at the same time. And you really do a good job of pulling that off. And it's led by the content, but uh, really how you deliver it. And when you bring somebody on, I love that. When I get really excited that I see you have an episode with somebody that I'm really interested in hearing what they got to say, I, I get something in that interview that I also, as going through it, I know is great for that first-time diesel owner. Um, do you, are you conscious of that when you're speaking to someone? That uh, Do you try to get a little for, for all your listeners out of that? Is that something you, or does that just happen? Cause you're really good at it, whether you mean to or not. <laughs> I do try to approach every podcast, like someone who's listening doesn't know what, what we're really talking about. They know it's important, but they don't know about lubricity or water and fuel or the other you know, CP4, why, you know, they need to run this additive. And I know there's also a part of our audience that they know vastly more than I do about it. And so I try to ask questions of the guest that's going to introduce that new person to the topic, also be able to educate somebody who's familiar with it, and then also someone who's really passionate about it and reads all the analysis and, you know, all those sorts of things so that not just you know, that new diesel truck owner, they're going to progress in their knowledge. And I want them to be able to come back to that episode a year from now, five years from now and say, okay, I understand, you know, some of these other things that uh, the guest was talking about that 
a year or five years ago. I had no idea about this. So we try to make episodes that don't expire, I guess, for, for the listener. I look at it as a journey, like my journey started with, I like diesel trucks. They make a lot of torque and it progressed into a whole host of upgrades and drag racing and everything like that. And I want this podcast to be able to grow with people regardless of what stage of enthusiasm or knowledge that they have. Good thing about the platform you're on too, and even even through indexing through your YouTube, those episodes do live forever. And then, you know, uh, somebody who's coming into diesels just now can go find a podcast of yours four or five years ago that's completely relevant to what they're going through. So it's uh, it's cool that this platform allows for that too. Yeah. yeah do you I have any all the time? Sorry about that. Do you have any uh, favorite episodes that you remember? You know, now you're going to doing this four times a week. Uh, I'm sure there's got to be something that stands I, out to you. What's, what's, I the, mean, the first what's your favorite? Were my favorite? Um, that's really tough because we've had so many great guests on. I think the ones that really stick out in my mind are when I get to know the person behind the company or they share things they would never really talk about like you know lenny reed at dynamite diesel he's a great guy um i love having him on the podcast and he will talk about struggles with his business um or things he's done to manage or build his team that you would never hear about anywhere else and that authenticity and just you know some of the stories he's told a lot of people find inspiration and he'll tell me after hey i heard from you know somebody in europe about this or australia or my inbox is you know, just overwhelmed with people talking about it and yeah, it's, it's, it's part of his injectors, but it's really also about his story and what he's saying. So anything that pertains to that, I love. And there's a lot of them, um, you know, Ryan Milliken, um, you know, Corey Willis, Lenny Reed, there, I can't even name them all, but any episode that gets into how somebody built what they built or how they did what they did, that's what really gets me. And that's, you know, those are the ones that stick out to me a lot. That's when you say that Ryan Milliken's boring, forget him, but, uh, uh, <laughs> uh I, I was watching one of your episodes the other day and, you know, it cycles on like another episode afterwards yeah. and it went to uh, the Corey Willis interview you had. Uh, and before I had time to even like change it, I got sucked in and, and, you know, Corey, when he gets going, man, that, that was a really good one. So what is your, what is the worst interview you've ever done? You don't might have to name them, but uh, there had, there has to be a, a really bad experience that I'm curious about because we don't do a lot of interviewing, but I know what it's like when I'm out in the field and I try to do like video content with somebody and it's like, so tell me about this beautiful quarter million dollar race truck. It's fast. I'm like, Oh man, you know, so you, you have to run yeah. for those sometimes. Right. Well, I would say I, I can't define them as the worst because, you know, that, that guest had a story to tell. But early on in this, I had no idea what I was doing. And I didn't really understand kind of the art of conversation. And so I'd say if I early on would get a guest and I would say, hey, well, tell me about your truck and I had a shorter answer. And they didn't expand on it. I had to learn how to almost draw the conversation out of them. And it's, I think, because they're nervous or they've never done a podcast before. And so that's been something I've grown with just hosting it. But early on, I would think, you know, how am I going to keep the conversation going or, or how do I make this uh, appealing or teach somebody something? Um, so those were definitely, you know, challenges and, and, and things I've learned along the way that, that I can, I can do that. I can you know, really talk to anybody and get, get, get a story out of them, get, uh, you know, get information. But those, those I say would, would have been the hardest ones that I ever did. Yeah. Well, you've certainly honed your craft at, getting people to talk. So, uh, uh, you, you're good at that. Um, I can tell you the one I was the most nervous for ever was LeVon Miller. I think he was the third one I ever did. I was definitely, because oh, yeah. I've looked up to him for a long time. I thought LeVon Miller's going to be on the podcast. And you know, that one, uh, that one I was definitely nervous for. Uh, he's boring too. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like very early for you, like back in 2000, 16, 17 then? What, your third one, you said? Yeah. yeah Back and look at that one. Second or third one. Yeah. Yeah, there was like Ryan Milliken and a couple other guys and LaVon Miller. And it was just people I had known, you know, in Diesel. And uh, I just remember, you know, that one I always looked up to in his trucks at 1DPC and what he was doing. And so I was, uh, I was you know, I'm a fan, so I was super nervous. 
I have to go look that one up then. That'll be a good one. Because you know what's funny about LeVon, too, is, uh, you know, LeVon, Firepunk, what drew us into, you know, high-performance, you know, racing stuff to start with. And we go back to some of those early ones uh, before your time even. Right, right. And, and LeVon was very good-ish at, at, like, media stuff, interviews stuff. Now he just kills it. And I was the same way with him. Like, we were still feeling each other out. Now Lamont and I have done so many darn interviews together um, talking about our relationship that it's like we don't even get ready for him anymore. We just, like, show up and go and stuff. But I remember some very awkward ones we had as well. And that was, what you're talking about was before then. So I need to go find some early Lamont <laughs> stuff and maybe do a blooper reel out of that one. <laughs> that was different racers, like... I remember we were at a, a poll and all of a sudden this guy, like one year to the next, like, did he go to interview school or right. something? Like, right. seriously, like. They, they do get better. They and do I get better over time, yes. I appreciate what you do because it's it's like working that muscle. These guys get so much better and comfortable and uh, on camera. And and uh, I'm sure that's different going from audio to video as well. How was how was that changed? Did, did you feel like, I was oh, no, I'm going to pull the curtain out of the wizard? Like, uh. Oh, yeah, I was terrified because I'm like, oh, because I'm not naturally, you know, I, I'm not really outgoing or like the life of the party or anything like that. So um, it was hard enough to do just an audio podcast, but the audience wanted it. I saw the value in it. I know it would make the content and the guests stronger. And so I said, all right, let's do video. And, it, you know, it was I was nervous at first, but then I just got used to it. And I realized that it made the podcast deeper. And, you know, the guests and I could engage with each other better and just, I think, have a more authentic conversation because we could see each other. We could, you know, read each other's mannerisms and stuff. So I'm glad we did it. But yeah, I was definitely nervous the first couple ones that, uh, that we did. So, so if you had a crystal ball and you're looking in the future, as we know, everything evolves, everything changes. Like you change from audio to video. Um, you're a dominant player in the podcast world, especially you're the number one in our, our world, our diesel world here. What's, what's next? Like you always seem to stay in front of the, the, the turn there. So what do you see coming down the road? Like how's, what's diesel podcast going to be five years from now? This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. That's a really good question. I think it changes a number of different ways because the diesel industry has changed drastically. So I think what people look for, what they want to hear about is something that I try to stay in tune with. So the episodes might change, you know, they might get longer. It might involve more people. It could have, um, you know, two or three guests on at the same time. I think that, uh, you know, the audience, in their own way tells me what they want and my job is to just listen to it and then me and the team make it happen and so i don't see diesel slowing down i see it has changed a bit but you know people want to know about emissions on stuff they want to know about they want to know how to make their trucks last when they spend the money that they do they want to know about fuel oil fluids maintenance schedules where is in the past i think the big thing was horsepower how do i make you know, X amount of power and, and how do I race this? And so I think there's been a little bit of a shift where people are asking, how do I make my truck last? I don't want to go buy a new one or I just bought it. I want to make sure that I have it for 10 or 15 years. So I anticipate the audience is going to lead us there and how we incorporate guests, you know, might change a little bit. Um, maybe they'll be, you know, in person at some point. Um, I, I don't really know, but I've just been really focused on trying to tell a story, get the information and deliver what people want to hear about. And it kind of, kind of just takes us where it takes us. <laughs> it's kind of how the podcast started. We didn't know if it would work. We didn't know if anybody would listen. And you know, now we're almost seven years in. Well, it works and they're listening and you're doing a, a heck of a job of it. So, um, before we let you go, why don't you tell everybody where they can find the podcast? 
you know, in the Discord, you know, give us the whole nine on all, all these avenues you got. Yeah, um, on YouTube, just search the Diesel Podcast. If you look on Facebook or Instagram, you'll find it as well. I would say Instagram would be the easiest. You just click our, our link tree there, and there's links to our website, our Discord. Um, really, everything's right there. But you search the Diesel Podcast. You can even Google it, and you know we'll pop up there with different episodes. But uh, yeah, podcast apps wherever people like to listen, whether it's iTunes or SoundCloud or Spotify, iHeartRadio, we're on all of them. And uh, yeah, we'd love to see new people on there, ask us questions, you know, join, you know, let us know if they want to hear about a topic or want a particular guest on, want us to cover it. I definitely do all I can to make sure that we get them on the podcast. Absolutely. And you do a great job of it. Well, Patrick, I really appreciate you joining us, man. And thank you for all you do with diesel podcast. And I hope everybody goes out there and subscribes to all the channels. Uh, we, where we had Patrick on because he really does a good thing for the community and uh, he's a strong part of it. So uh, we really wish you the best of luck and continued growth with it. And uh, I mean, heck, we got another interview coming up here. We're going to do in a few weeks. So uh, continued partnership with Hot Shot Secret. We, uh, we obviously appreciate that too. So thanks for what you do, Patrick. And uh, good luck with all your future growth. I know you're going to have. Thank you, guys. I appreciate being on today and look forward to chatting with you here in a couple weeks, Kyle, and getting some more good information out there for diesel truck owners. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks again for taking time to be with us. Yeah. Well, there you go. Patrick from the Diesel Podcast. I'm, I'm telling you, folks, if you if you don't already subscribe, subscribe to it. I know we have a big reach into the diesel audience, and um, we're dealing with it all the time, like, like we mentioned in there, from new owners for the first time diesel owners to you know all of our racing guys that are heavy into the most high performance side of it Mm -hmm. the diesel podcast has absolutely something for everybody and he does such a good job in the way he interviews people that he gets he gets these stories out of people you know and he gets this this content out of people and it's just incredibly entertaining um it is and you always learn something new i don't care how much you know about this stuff like Every day, it seems like I learned just something new in this it's industry. And, and I, I'm not just, blowing that smoke out there. Right. So and, I, and the reason why I know it, too, is because when I get interviewed by him, he gets, I get questions from him nobody else asks me. And I do this media stuff all the time. He always has a, has a way. And look, we could be talking fuel additives. You know how many times I've talked fuel additives to a camera, you know? Right. But he he has a way to, to get the right questions. And, uh, and so I, I heavily encourage everybody out there to... Subscribe to Diesel Podcast. So big thanks to Patrick for coming on. Uh, we're big fans of him and the show. Yeah, I want to catch up on a few questions we okay. had. Yeah, first off, we might have struggled a little bit there at first with the audio, but we got it all straightened out. Hopefully. Got it all straightened out. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but um, Marshall says, does G G or sorry, the Blue Diamond G fifty six foot have any temperature problems? Like, does it cause any shifting issues when it gets colder? I, not that I know of. I mean, a matter of fact, that's one I, thing we helped formulate. We yeah. fixed, yeah. I know standard ATF plus four, which is what Mopar recommends to put in there because they don't have a fluid for it. So they tell you to put in an automatic transmission fluid in there. Um, has a lot of heat issues and, and shifting issues. Our specifically formulated G56 solves a lot of those problems. Um, we I actually, the first round of level. testing we came out with. Like, everyone says, oh, it's great, it's great. And then one guy finally said, well, it's a little stiff when it's cold. So the R&D guys went actually back to the lab, reformulated. Yeah, I know. We're, we're right next to R&D over you here. You see Aaron's over there. And, yeah, Aaron was a big part of that. Yep. So we actually went back to the lab and brought another sample out to market. Well, and that's when we kind of go, yeah, we're at a comfy spot. Like, before we give up too much protection. Right. You know? and, and I will say, uh, not knowing the application uh, – Exactly how it, how it plays. The fact that the G56 fluid is a pure group four PAO, that means it um, doesn't need a lot of viscosity modifiers. It, it can operate at ex- different, extreme different temperatures without much thermal impact. So we take that whole element off the table by the base oil that we use in it. You use a conventional or a group three synthetic in, in that, and you, you have to deal with a lot more thermal properties. So um, I know that helps out as well too. And the other question I had from Norris over on YouTube was, there's a lot of talk about diesel storage. What's the best way to store diesel? 
Store diesel fuel. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, are we talking bulk storage? Of course. Okay. What other way would you store a bunch of diesel? Well, I didn't know if we were going from a, a, a rotating tank or just a long-term storage. Well, first of all, all of our diesel additives, fuel additives, have a uh, uh, stability product in there. So, I believe, well, Diesel Extreme, if, you, if you're doing storage, you're probably going to use EDT. Um, get you the best bang for your buck and have everything covered there. And there's enough, uh, there's enough in there. I believe we we do a, a year. We say two? at least a year. We think it's more like two or three. Yeah, it's more like two at least. So, so you you have, but, you have plenty of room. Um, and of, of course, with EDT, you're still going to get all the lubricity and the, the the injector cleaners and fuel system cleaner, the cetane boost. And one thing you always want to look for when you're storing fuel. Is not just the stability side of it, but also the water issues. Because right. you're gonna, whether it's an underground tank or above ground, you're always gonna uh, deal with the water. Uh, so having a dispersion in there that helps separate the, the the water from the fuel is a great thing to have. And I will throw one bone out there too. There's another great company out there that makes some good stability products. You ever heard of them? Uh, that one out of Chicago, maybe? I think it was one out of Chicago, yeah. Stable has been doing yeah. stability for a long time. On the, yeah. Especially and on the gas side. Especially on the gas side. Yes. So uh, they, they, they provide some good options as well. They do. The other thing is there's a rust and corrosion inhibitor yep. there, too, which if you use a metal tank would be a, a big issue, potentially, with the moisture and everything that goes on with fuel. And not only just the metal tank, too. A lot of times some of your lines, your fittings, right. you only need a little bit of metal in there to start to corrode that just... You know, domino effects everything downstream too. Right. So, actually, fun, kind of personal but funny story going along with that. My well, dad personal, is. Personal, better be funny. Well, <laughs> my dad's not a big fuel additive guy, but he well, just. You haven't, you haven't conditioned uh, dad. Well, we, we had to talk, and he was going to get because he farmed, so he decided to get some bulk fuel stored ahead because he was a little afraid of the price volatility, everything else. Okay. He put. EDT in at the low dosage in the storage tank, filled up his combine. Okay. He went out to fire it the next time. He goes, it fired up instantly. It's usually chug, 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 right. fire. It went right over as soon as he turned the key. He's like. So now he's a believer. Now he's a believer. All right. Yeah, he, it was funny. He, he wasn't to listening to me. <laughs> but when he decided to store fuel, and we said, well, we'll store some EDT in the tank because we only use it in the summertime. And all of a sudden, it was that much of a difference. He's like. Man, we gotta make sure we got EDT here all the time now. Glad your your dad trusts you enough <laughs> yeah. to wait for the product to prove itself. I know. Hey, but he makes mean chicken noodles and mashed potatoes. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Shout out to this man's parents who have a catering business that fed all of Hot Shots Secret yesterday. Yeah. Um, great meal that I needed. I saw Aaron just passed by. I wanted to put him on the spot on the G fifty six thing. Yeah. Do you have any other questions? Um, Blake Norris, what's up, Blake? Yep. Uh, Norris chimed back in. Any reason the question reports a 21 day supply of diesel? So apparently they marked it at 21 days now. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't have any opinion on that. I but it's like it's sides. like a lot of things, you know. It's not like they're not producing it. Right. So yeah, I mean, fluctuations going to happen, and yeah, it might be at a low level, but I know one thing that probably. Hurt a little bit is the recent hurricanes and the weather down south, but we get past this the next yeah, couple of days. Like it's all going to. It's all long term. And, and here's the other thing, I believe I heard Chris talking about um, when you talk about a barrel of crude oil and the way they process it. The the, the sad part, and this is why this is why we're in business. Because this is how bad diesel fuel is. It is the byproduct of everything else. It is pretty much the bottom of the barrel crap that's left over once right. everybody's come into a barrel of oil and pillaged all the stuff they want out of it. Um, the more highly refined stuff like gasoline, that's a higher cut out of that grade. Um, but, the, but the point I'm trying to make is you're always going to have the byproduct. Like you have to have this junk leftover diesel if you want gasoline. So it's not like they can have a choice. Like in order to... To, to refine a lot of this stuff, it, it, it goes through a process. And unfortunately, as they put it, you have this really poor byproduct of diesel fuel, but we've made a whole industry out of it, and it's needed. So 
Right. It ain't going unless the rest of it's gone because it All has right. to be made if you're making right. the other and, stuff. And just like we kind of started out with, just because there's 21 days today doesn't mean that there's not going to be 30 days in a week. You right. know, like it's not that they stop. It's not like they've stopped production completely. Right. So and what we'll be back on for a Facebook Live in, in about 30 days, right? Roughly. So maybe our next one we'll be talking about how diesel's <laughs> now gone. <laughs> so the, um, welcome to the gas. I'll be willing to bet you a dollar we'll be still have diesel uh, fuel next next Facebook Live. I'm, I bet so too. Johnny right. Gilbert said, "What's up, hey Johnny? Got anything else, everybody? No, that's, that's any sales going on? We do." Starting, uh, actually, it's Sunday. I want to say Saturday because last year it was Saturday. World Kindness Day. World Kindness Day. Yeah, I, we have know, a World we, Kindness. It's we, almost as if you look for reasons to have a sale. Yeah, sometimes. Huh. Huh. But out of the kindness of your heart, what kind of sale are you offering? Free gasoline extreme. Okay. With purchases over seventy-seven dollars. Seventy? Why seventy-seven? Yeah, it's <laughs> lucky. Lucky seven. It's a seventy-seven. <laughs> Anniversary of the kindness day? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. We'll run with No, that. we just we like to have fun. Yep. And gasoline extreme is a good product for it's a great product. Great product. And you know, we always say not not everybody has a diesel at home. Almost everybody has a gas at home. And if you have a diesel, there's usually a gas car. If not gas, you have gas lawn equipment or something. So yeah. um, all of our diesel family, you you might be you know, not interested in trying a gasoline stream bottle? Well, here's a way to get one for free, and you'll see how good it is. Right. And then you'll tell your gas friends about it. And... It's, yeah, partially that. And then also, always like, you know what? We do so much for our diesel, you know, side of the business. Always like to try to have something for our gas side every once in a while as well. So for those that are diesel guys, hey, hopefully you can take advantage of it and use it. If not, next special, I bet, will be for you. Yeah. Did you want to make any announcements on gas products? No, not really. No? No, we're okay. still holding that one close to the vest. Okay, I won't, I won't be Kevin then. No, don't There's be no, Kevin. No mystery box. <laughs> no mystery box. Mystery box available live. <laughs> no. Uh, and then, retail sales too? Yeah, so we also got retail. So Riley Auto Parts has got everything on sale, basically. Wow. $3 off EDT, the 16-ounce uh, squeeze. Um, $4 off Diesel Extreme 2 quarts, and then FR3, $3 off of the, uh, I believe it's a 16-ouncer. There it is. Wow. So get to your local O'Reilly's and stock up. And that goes through the end of the month here? Uh, yes, 29th. Through the 29th. So that goes that goes right into, I guess, Black Friday then, right? Yeah. yeah Black, Black Friday. Black, Are you Black. ready for Black Friday? I am not, and here's the oh, here's the worst part. You're too I'm busy doing World uh, Kindness Day. I am, and then I'm in next week, right. which is all full of meetings. Right, and then the following week I took off yeah. like an idiot. So, well, I've got I've got a, a couple more events, and then I'm off. I'll see y'all in 23. Yeah, I know. You're, I'll see you at PRI. There you go. Yeah. Well, and I also know um, uh, the we got a pilot one too. Yes. Uh, buy two EDT 32 ounces and get $8 in pilot rewards. So that's at your pilot flying J um, now through the end of the year. So that's a good deal for those that are racking up the points. Uh, that pays off quite a bit too. Okay. So, yep. Um, but we got a cool thing that happened. Did you see this week? I did briefly see it. I actually have not even watched the video yet. Maddie Graves from Holly Rock just smoked a pass. Um, they don't have the number here. I'm top of my head, I think it's a 3923 at 185. Something like that. So as as I had said earlier, Maddie was known as the fastest woman in diesel motorsports. She is just now the fastest in diesel motorsports. Yep. Uh, you know, kudos to Firepunk Diesel. For being the first of the threes, you know, they ran their 399. Maddie just blew it out of the water this week. And mm -hmm. uh, I believe it was at MIR. I can't tell you how cool it is. I was messaging Mike earlier today. Maddie's one of my favorite people to watch go down the track. But as soon as she leaves, I turn and look at Mike. 
there is nobody has, who, who drives a car they're not in <laughs> more than Mike Graves. And he is in, in with her the whole pass. Mm-hmm. I mean, just squinching, just, just <laughs> he can't hold it in. And so for her to pass those, those lines and to put up that new world record, new fastest, new quickest, no one has ever gone that fast or that quick in the eighth mile. Um, I, I know it's just so cool. So huge congrats to, to Maddie Graves, to Mike Graves, to everybody at Holly Rock. That's uh, quite an accomplishment. Do we have it here? Yeah, we're, we're flying it here. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Yeah, why not? No kidding. This is something else, man. And this is a true twin turbo Duramax setup. So it's not like your compound setup. We see a lot of diesels. Just clean. Uh huh. Now Duramax has a unique sound. Oh, especially with twin turbo. Yeah, especially. Yeah, if you, if you haven't heard that the dragster in person, it's it's something mm-hmm. else, man. So, and they have been working so hard over the years, and um, I'm happy that we have more dragsters out there. You know, I mean, Jared Jones has been holding the holding the stick for everybody for a while, and we've had a couple couple come in and out, you know. Mm-hmm. But when Holly Rock brought that out, and you could tell they were committed to it. It was like, I was so happy for Jared that we now get somebody to run all the time. And exactly. It's no fun just winning because you're the only one there. Like, <laughs> right. Like, right. It's, like, it's great it's to an extent. But, and so but, yeah. the fact that Maddie's come on, uh, and, and they've made so much advancement so quickly that I think it's going to open the door for more people to be. As a matter of fact, Paul Vasco's got a dragster now that's, that's out there. Um, I heard through the grapevine there's a couple more. I know of one over here locally that's still getting worked on. Yeah, so okay. it'd be really cool to see the dragster class pick up and stuff like that puts it on the map even more. And um, and it's really cool. And, and we're, we're happy to be part of the team. I, I told, you know what, I'll out, I'll out Mike's message from earlier today. Sorry, Mike. But um, we're happy to be part of, uh, you know, that program with them. And I, I got a really nice message from Mike earlier today uh, thanking us for the support. It was a 3.963 at 187.5. Um, that's pretty pretty crazy. But uh, Mike sent a nice message thanking us for uh, helping out, and uh, they use our Hot Shot Secret Adrenaline Racing Fluids. Um, he was giving me some of the data that I was sharing with uh, R&D here today. Um, he said, thank you for all your help and support from Maddie and our team this year. I know 100% for sure we would not have never set the record without your amazing products. Before we switched over, to your oil, they were only seeing about 15 pounds of oil pressure at idle. And every pass, they would spray um, oil out of the catch cans. Now, since using the adrenaline oils, um, they're seeing 27 pounds of oil pressure at idle and uh, not getting anything in the cans. So that's a, that's a big change. And then they also are running our transmission fluid. I believe they're on our nano shift. And he said uh, uh, they dropped... Uh, several degrees of heat before uh, uh, moving over to our transfluid before they would uh, the PSI was so high it was trying to push the crank out of the block <laughs> so um, they also use our LX4 so just want to reach out and say thanks and you know I, I, I told Mike how much we're proud of them and everything right. so uh, really cool and it's nice having another one of the threes it kind of backs it up even to an extent it is, like you know, it's was, like it's not like there's this one supercar out there like no, there's right, and, and, and a bunch wrong. of them are right on the line. Like it's Jared Jones is right there. Right. I mean, I, I you know, I, I he's oh he just needs the plans to line a couple times. He's right there. We've got quite a few others. And then obviously, I talked to Levon the other night. You know, when I saw it and stuff, because I called him to tell him how he's so slow, you know, anymore, <laughs> and like how he's a has been and all that stuff. So, uh, but he had a good laugh. He's really happy for it too. And um, you know, they've got a new new car coming, and that they're really excited yeah. about. And I can really tell in, in from Levon, like he was he was excited. Like he he didn't want the record anymore. Like this this gets them something to shoot for. And that's why I love this industry. Like everybody feeds. They don't have each to other. they don't have to try to reset their own record now. Now they yeah, get to chase yeah, after someone. Yeah, it's, it's more it's fun. Like, yeah. Let somebody else have a target for a while, yeah. you know. But and if you go if you know these people, they're all friends. They all and, and they all help each other and it's what's so great about this diesel motorsports industry is is how they all pitch together um, to advance the industry as a whole. And now they've brought the industry right on the doorstep of the gas world. Mm-hmm. 
And watch out next year, some crazy stuff's going to happen too. So I believe so. It's just crazy how much uh, diesels advanced in the last couple of years. I know on the drag racing side, and I've seen it from the tractor pull side from my decade of experience there, just how much difference in horsepower we're making 10 right. years later. It's just crazy. Yep. So. Yep. So congrats to Maddie, everybody there at Holly Rock. Really proud of you guys. Um, and we'll see you soon. Uh, seam update? Yeah. It was great, Sama. Crazy week. Big shout out to Hercules, mm. uh, Anthony Smith. Uh, it was great to have his car out in the booth. It, it, it got a lot of attention. You know, we had so many people stop by and go, man, it's so cool to see a real car. I'm like, what do you mean a real car? They're like, oh, Lamborghinis, you know, Ferraris, all this stuff. There's Dime a dozen around here, you know, but like a real street car. Real, that, yeah, a real car that actually gets dirty and goes out <laughs> on the street. Yeah. And I'll tell you what's cool is we brought him in on a, a late on that Monday. Most of the cars were already in, so a lot of the booths were already set up. And we pulled that car in, and to hear that, and he has a small block in it at the time. Right. Uh, with that big pro charger on it. And to hear that exhaust just pound throughout the building, like everybody stopped setting up their booths and just turned and just... Watch and pull their cameras out. So, yeah. um, but we really enjoyed having Anthony out in the booth. And thanks to him, thanks to everybody who stopped by the booth. We we added a bunch of new dealers. We got a bunch of new business opportunities. Uh, just seems every year, more and more and more and more. Just right all I the just, time. I, I, I just can't keep up with it. You know? I know. Every it's, year it's more and more. So, yeah. um, and just want to remind everyone to start thinking about stocking up for winter if you haven't already. You got a full line of products: the new EDT Plus Winter Defense. Diesel Winter Rescue, which is like the best $20 you keep in your pickup just in case. And then uh, Diesel Winter Anti-Gel is as usual for us. So good time to stock up now before it gets extremely cold like it's going to do this weekend. Around yeah. here. Never. It's always, it's always something. Right. Back and forth, back and forth. And uh, also want to remind everyone to tune into the Steve Summers Overnight Drive live each weeknight from midnight to 5 a.m. Eastern. From the Hotshot Secret Studios, check them out at YouTube, uh, Facebook page, also OvernightDriveRadio.com for all your other podcasts and all the other services we're on as well. Yeah. I see Mike Miller ch chiming in there. How you doing, Mike? Shout out to Legacy Performance Diesel. Yeah. Um, that's about it. Oh. Big one. Got a big one. That's all you, man. This is, this is, this is the one you... Is this where we're actually rolling out the announcement? Right. Okay. So, for those of you that didn't know, uh, we are big supporters of Battlestar Motorsports. They're a great charity group of military guys that have put together this great organization. They do what we call adrenaline therapy. Uh, they, do, they race endurance cars in uh, 24 Hours of Lemons and the Champ Car Series. And they invite not just active duty, but retired military personnel, as well as uh, first responders, uh, police, fire, medic, to come out and experience this racing weekend with their team. Um, it's, it's a way for these guys to get the camaraderie of that type of group again, to get the adrenaline rush. Uh, these people get to come out, wrench on the cars, help in the pits, drive the race cars. It's a weekend experience. I went down there a couple years ago to Texas um, to watch what they do and was just amazed at seeing some of the new people come in and the transformation of people in just a short weekend. So we've continued to support Battlescore Motorsports. And this year we did a lot of uh, donations with them again. One of those being was a donation to their fund to help um, fund new people coming on. And part of that was... Because it gets kind of expensive. It's very expensive. It is. Especially, you know, you think drag racing is expensive. <laughs> Try road course stuff. You get suspension and brakes. And I mean, and they beat these things up. And so, and now they have multiple cars. So the good thing about multiple cars, they can get that many more vets behind the wheel and everything, but with that comes more cost. So right. we love to support them. Well, we put up a contest to, for, for you out there to nominate someone you know that's you know, either uh, military or, or, or police, fire, medic, that could benefit from such an experience. And uh, we're going to pay an all-expense-paid trip uh, to Battlescarred Motorsports next race, which is next weekend and they will be racing down at the nola motorsports park in uh, new orleans um and we had a lot of submissions we had a lot of great worthy people that that that, that were definitely deserving of of the, of the trip but we're announcing our winner right now 
right? Right. All right. So uh, congratulations goes out to Brandon Wood. He's our winner. He is, um, I've already been in contact with him, so it's not news to him, but it's news <laughs> to everybody else. Uh, Brandon also, um, uh, he's out in Arizona. Um, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure he's an Air Force vet. Uh, yep. Oh, it is. Yeah. Right here. Yep. Spent 13 years in the U.S. Air Force as an EOD tech, which those are the uh, bomb disordinate guys, I believe. And uh, he served three tours in Iraq and Afghanistan and was forced to retire because of a back injury. Um, he's now in the diesel uh, in, in the diesel industry, so that worked out great for us. And he's out there in, in Arizona. We are flying Brandon down to New Orleans Thursday. Um, I'll be down there with Matt, our film guy. Um, I'm heading down to document the whole weekend. We're taking Matt from the airport, dropping him right off with the boys at Battlescarred Motorsports for a weekend of fun. He's going to absolutely love it. He does not know what's coming from him. I'll tell you, talking to him, it's one of those things when you do one of these giveaways, you really hope you get a good person. I'm telling you, man, we got the guy. Mm-hmm. Brandon is so deserving of it, and he is going to just soak all this in and have an absolute blast. So I'm so excited for it. I'll be heading down there to New Orleans next week with him, and we're looking forward to Shout out to our guys, Brian and Brian from Battlescarred Motorsports and everybody else in the organization. Um, we love what you do. We, we continue to support you. And, and this is really... Good day to say it too. If you want to give back, go to their website. I believe it's battlescardmotorsports.org. I believe it is. And uh, there's a donate uh, page on there. And, you know, just Link. a great opportunity. Your liquid death is everywhere. Liquid death, yep. uh, but no, seriously, it's but a not good... only that, I'll tell you, there's a lot of good charities to give to. And we're getting towards the end of the year when people start opening their wallets a little bit for right. the holidays. You know, they'll take a giant donation, trust me. They, you know, the more you can donate, the better. That's the more people, more veterans and, and first responders we can get behind the wheel. Mm-hmm. I will testify, I'll put my name on it. There is nobody who stretches every single dollar that they get better than these guys. I mean, they, they use everything to the T. So if you can't donate a lot, here's what's really cool about these guys. You can donate very little. They even have a little part of their website you can go to that takes you to their Amazon wish page kind of thing. They have what they need for all the cars. So if, if so you can feel confident and you can feel like you really you know, played a part in what they need, rather than giving them you know, five bucks for the donation, go to their Amazon page. They might need a brake pads or um, rotor bolts or you know, different types of things for the vehicles. You can buy those. Just go on there and you punch them out. Or next time you're on Amazon, um, you can just add it to the cart. And, Buy them a $10 part they need, and then it just comes right to them. And it's a great way of donating, and it's still your tax-deductible donation. Amazon's got it all set up, so it's yeah. a really cool service. Yeah. They also are participate in the Amazon Smile program, where yes. you get part of your uh, purchase goes to, to a, a charity like that. So sign up for that as well through Which their website. A lot of people don't know about that. Right. And, and it, it costs you nothing. Mm-hmm. It literally is Amazon Smile. Look it up, and then you get to pick your charity. So yeah. all you do on Amazon, everything you purchase a little portion goes to somebody and it costs you nothing. So um, if you don't have anybody on your Smile account, set one up. Let's give that to Battlescored Motorsports. There we go. And I will see all of them, them guys next weekend. So. All right. Um, until then, we'll be back next month. Are we going on before PRI or after PRI? I can't remember what we said we were going to do now. Yeah, we'll have to look at it. We'll be it's, a, it's a month from now. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> we yeah, got 30 next days. Next up in a month will be PRI. So yeah. Uh, look out for us. We'll be in booth 4005. We are going to have Bill Lutz, badass, blown Hemi. Mm-hmm. That is the most obnoxious sounding engine you've ever heard. Uh, we're going to have Bill Lutz's car in the You booth. think he's going to fire it up inside the building? I, I, he absolutely <laughs> is. We were just talking about, just, I talked to him yesterday about how to, how to get out of there. Yeah. And it's a pain to get out if you wait for your trailer. I was like, but you know... If you drive it, you can drive it out of there, and you can drive all down the streets of Indy right by all the cops and wave. <laughs> he can't wait. So that thing, we're going to drive that thing straight down uh, straight down the boulevard. I hope you have the video camera ready for I'll it. be all over. I know you will. I'll GoPros on that thing. Yeah, so there we so go. that'll be fun. So, yeah, so Bill's car will be out there. A lot of our uh, um, Hot Shot Seeker-sponsored racers are going to be in the booth signing autographs, including 
the world's fastest, Maddie Graves will be in our booth signing autographs there we too. Go. So nice. Um, and then you know the old has been like Larson Miller guy. He'll probably be there too <laughs> yeah. to sign an autograph or two. So, but uh, and both you and I will be out in the booth as well. So. We'll be there too. So, That's right. Yeah. That's right. I'll sign autographs. I will too. Yeah, me too. They're not worth anything. Just you and I. I'll <laughs> sign one for you. You sign one for me. There we we'll, go. We'll feel good. There so. we go. Well, that should do it. So uh, thanks everybody. Stay tuned. Um, we will be uh, documenting uh, the trip uh, for Brandon at Battle Scarred Motorsports. So. We should have that out right for the holidays and everything, so look out for that. And otherwise, thanks to Patrick from the Diesel Podcast. Really appreciate him coming on and joining us. Make sure you subscribe to the Diesel Podcast. Great, great source there. So good support of the industry. Yep. Until next time, we'll have a good weekend. Don't forget, Diesel fans, make sure and head on over to hotshotsecret.com. Check out what they have. They have a ton of different stuff, regardless whether you got an older diesel truck, a newer one, and they've got a lot of specials going on right now you can take advantage of, save some money, and make sure that you're doing everything that you can to make sure that your truck lasts and performs the way that you want it to. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.